Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you are into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, kundalini technology, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work at ramatribe.com or follow Rama Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and support the work at patreon.com backslash Rama Tribe. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Welcome to episode 14, Deprogramming the Matrix. You are right on time. In this episode, we will explore the key features of the current cosmic weather, including solar Samhain, Ceres movement into Pisces, Mercury shifting back into the sign of Scorpio, the 1111 portal, the third Jupiter conjunction with Pluto, and also the asteroid goddess Pallas Athene. Mars moving direct, and the significance of the upcoming Scorpio new moon. As we move forward into the Great Conjunction, an essential key to deprogramming the matrix is to fully embody the knowingness that you are right on time. We will culminate with a guided meditation to ground and to create psychic protection for you and the circle of beautiful souls that congregate through this podcast. So I'm so grateful you're here and I look forward to diving in with you. Ancestors, 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 we call to you, we call to you, we call to you. 
We're so grateful for your lives. And we know we cannot do this alone. We cannot do this without you. So we welcome you. We welcome your backing and your genius solutions to pour forth like sweet ambrosial nectar from the other world. Thank you, ancestors. Thank you for your gifts, your trials. Thank you for providing the shoulders upon that which we stand upon. Thank you for your support, seen and unseen in these times. And we welcome in the powers and spirits of the East, the element of air, the powers and spirits of the South, the element of fire, the powers and spirits of the West, the element of water, the powers and spirits of the North, the element of earth. We welcome all of the directions and all of the keepers of the directions. We ground into Mother Earth and from this anchored space where we are connected and fully immersed in our sense of belonging, we gaze up into the cosmos and we welcome in all the planetary beings, the luminaries, all the goddess and god asteroids, our starseed nations, and our guides and our guardians of the holiest and highest calibers to walk with us in the sacred journey of life. Thank you to the nearly 1,700 original listeners for Starstones and Stories. That's almost 200 new listeners since the last episode came out two weeks ago. So I'm really grateful to each one of you for taking the time to be a part of this community and for also sharing this with other people who you feel like will be touched, inspired, activated by our journeys together. So far, we have spread across 44 countries around the world, and I would love to hear from you. So if you have any suggestions about what you would like to hear in future episodes, um, if you want to just drop me a line and let me know what you love about the show, what you wish there was more of, what you wish there was less of, please send me an email at satanam at ramakar.com. That is S-A-T-N-A-M at R-A-M-A-K-A-U-R.com. And just a heads up, my email address will be changing in the next few weeks. Um, you can also direct message me on Instagram, Facebook at Rama Tribe or at Stars, Stones, and Stories. And I just want to give a shout out to Mona from Portland, Oregon. She's the lucky winner for my space shifter 
mist. I'm going to select one for her. Um, I create these really beautiful mists that combine various elements, essential oils, healing water from different places on earth. And, uh, they really bring in these different frequencies. For instance, I have a Avalon's mist, so wing of Isis, um, an auric root spray, which is very grounding and a unicorn's breath, which is super high vibration. So I will be selecting one of those and sending it to Mona as she won the giveaway from our last episode. And if you would feel inspired to share, to help support this show, I welcome that. I have a Patreon page. You can go to patreon.com backslash Rama tribe. And for as little as $3 a month, you can just offer me a cup of tea to keep up, to keep going with my podcast and my Venetian love notes, my written newsletter that comes out every Friday that I've been putting out for six years now. Or for as little as $5 a month, you circle up and you receive bi-monthly lunar rhythmic soundscapes that I create for you playlists. Um, you can also join for $22 a month, $11 a month. So there's different platform choices. Also, you can just send a donation via Venmo, a love offering at Rama Tribe on Venmo, or sign up for a service book some time with me and let's dive into your chart. Let's study your personal astrology. And I am happy to help be a guide for you during this time. So any of those ways really helps to sustain this work. And I believe in mutual reciprocity. So if you feel inclined, I bow to you in gratitude and I am just grateful for all of you being here and listening, and especially those of you who take the time to send me a little message and let me know what you enjoy and what you want to hear more of, because that feedback is essential. We have reached the 11th month, the 11th month of this very wild, intense, and transformative year. As we witness the fall of the patriarchy, there is a massive crumbling of systems where abuse has been utilized, where domination and control have superseded justice, equity, compassion, and kindness. And we can see this all over the planet in many spaces and many places. This crumbling of systems knows no borders. It moves beyond all cultures and it is part of this intense astrology. It is the imprint of what we are witnessing in our lives. And I really believe each one of us signed up for this current curriculum and that we in many ways are like space holders. We are watching so much dissolve and be let go of while also we are witnessing a whole new earth being birthed before our eyes. So this is an immense time of grief and celebration. And there's so much polarity in these times. There's so much division. And 
for all of us who currently reside in the United States, I want to say that no matter who is in office in the political frontier of this country, no matter who is president, it is clear that there is great work to do on this beautiful planet in every direction that the eyes can see. And so no matter who, quote, wins, end quote, this presidential race, it is clear that it is time for each one of us to roll up our sleeves and really take action and to take action in our places that we can actually see results. This is within our family. This is within our tribe, our local communities, our social networks. So those are the places that we really want to be engaged in now. And I also just want to offer you to to take the higher road as the results come out. Uh, I'm not surprised as I'm recording this podcast. It's Friday. It's Venus Day. It's three days after the election. And pardon me, my, my neighbor's dog is outside barking and I have everything shut up in my room where I'm recording, but there's nowhere to record today with perfect, perfect silence. So please forgive the dog in the background. Um, I just want to say that no matter who wins this race, like how can you take the higher road? And I think this goes for all of us, no matter what our country of origin is, no matter where we live, how do we take the higher road in these times? Because it is not about winning. It is about the, the work that we're here to commit to. And it is ultimately about how we utilize our sacred holy life force, which has been a major ask during Mars retrograde. So here we are today. It is November 6th, Venus Day, and today is a special day. Today is what we would call Solar Samhain, and it is Solar Samhain because the sun comes to 15 degrees of Scorpio. This will be exact at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this is a very special solar Samhain because Juno, the asteroid goddess Juno, conjuncts the sun. They both meet up at 15 degrees Scorpio. And as we are in the season of Samhain, the solar gate got opened on October 31st, and the main part of the frequency of Samhain is very much alive through the Scorpio new moon. However, we will be in the seasonal gate until we reach winter solstice on December 21st. And for our brothers and sisters in the Southern hemisphere, it will be summer solstice for them. So Samhain is a time of the Feast of the Dead, the Festival of Remembrance. This is the ending and the beginning of the Celtic year, the Celtic Wheel of Life. And it is when Grain Mother, Grail Mother becomes crone. So this time of year, the wise woman within is called upon each one of us. The wise woman, holy woman, 
a healer, a shamanic traveler of time and space, a shapeshifter. She lives within each one of us. We have this medicine deep in our bones and also deep within our bones is a fear of witch hunt. This is something that we still see today in different forms. It looks very different from how it did in the times of the witch hunt in old Europe and in the beginning of the founding of the United States. However, the facets of our postmodern culture all around the world still go after this power, this sovereignty of the witch. Darkness is the place of true fertility, the beginning of creation and life. And this is a time of year where we go deep, deep down into the darkness. And the darkness has also been feared and exploited in many ways. This is also the space of the ancestors, our portal to the other world. In the other world, we have a gateway to all of the nature beings, to the unseen realms. And so one way to honor this solar Samhain is to clean your home and your hearth in preparation of ancestors. We've already gone through this major opening of the ancestral portal. However, it's a good time to tend to your altars again, or if you have not yet had time to make that space, see if you can make that space today and really open up to the ancestral realm, to the support of the legion of giants whose shoulders you stand upon. On Monday, November 9th, the astray goddess Ceres, who is the goddess that represents the great mother, she shifts into the sign of Pisces. She is goddess of womb and tomb, goddess of the grain, goddess of earth, and she demonstrates how you give and receive nurturance, how you cultivate and project self-love, and how this extends into familial relationships, earth stewardship, and deep soul nourishment. In the sign of Pisces, we are being asked to nurture the collective dream through boundless, empathic, refined, imaginative, and mystical creativity. This is a beautiful time to rise above the pomp and circumstance of division, that division that we see all around the world. And those of us who are Americans, we see it very, very point blank in these times. So this is a time with Ceres moving into Pisces to really, again, go to the high heart, go to that great dream that Neptune and Pisces has been cultivating for us collectively for a number of years now, and to delve into the intuitive realms to ask, what is the earth mother's dream for humanity at this time? How does she nurture collective consciousness? And how may I serve on her behalf? On Tuesday, November 10th, Mercury 
direct, re-enters the sign of Scorpio and the messenger who invokes our capacity to think, learn, and intuit dives back into the magnetic depths to bring mystery to light. This Mercury retrograde season has been profound with truth surfacing from the recent past all the way to the distant past of two years ago. And then on Wednesday, November 11th, the 1111 portal opens the possibility for true phenomena to be experienced. 11111. This is a number all about creativity and manifestation. One by itself is about independence, identity, confidence. This ability to tap into inner wisdom, intuition, manifestation, where thoughts become reality, where we feel motivated and we feel a deep awareness. The master number 11, this is a number of power, bravery, energy, success in fearless ventures, liberty, the knowledge of how to rule the stars, how to move the cosmos, the secrets within where a human enters through the sacred portals where we connect to lunar vibrations. The 1111 portal offers the potential for clear access to the ancestral realm, the angelic realm, and for starseed remembrance. This portal brings in codes of light consciousness that ultimately assist humanity to shift more gracefully from 3D to 5D reality. And ultimately, this is a portal of great possibility. This is a portal that we can also really connect to the Pleiades, to the Seven Sisters, the Scorpio-Taurus axis of the astrological zodiacal signs uh, is very much connected to this Pleiadian realm. And so those of us who have connections to the Pleiades starseed, This is a time to really draw down that wisdom of this ancient race of of beings who have gone through their own cultural advancement ahead of Earth's civilizations. And so they have a way to be teachers to us, to inspire us. And to help us find our way in some of these dark times. For those of you who are interested in circling up with me on this 1111 gateway, I'm offering a special workshop, 1111 Portal of Potential. It is a virtual gathering where we can circle together in community to ground and anchor these magnificent life codes. And so I will dive deeper into this astrology and we will 
counsel in that way. There will be a guided meditation and sound healing. It will be a live event. However, the recording will be available to those who are unable to attend live. And so that will be on 11-11 Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's an exchange of $22 and you may RSVP by sending Venmo to at Rama tribe. Um, if you do Venmo, please also include your email address, or you can visit my website, ramatribe.com backslash gather, and you may sign up there as well. If you're interested, I would love for you to join us as November 12th comes, we have the Jupiter Pluto conjunction And this is the third conjunction between Jupiter and Pluto that has occurred in the year of 2020. So Jupiter and Pluto meeting up have been very significant astrological moments in 2020. We could say on a certain level with this portal comes an opportunity for great abundance and wealth. And Jupiter is this planet of expansion, of spiritual teaching, of prosperity, of making things quite large. And Pluto is the planetary archetype of transformation, of regeneration. And quite often in that regeneration process, there is a deep death process of shedding, of dissolving, of letting go. Pallas Athene, the asteroid goddess of the high mind of our creative wisdom, is also marrying Jupiter and Pluto on November 12th, and they all connect at 23 degrees Capricorn. Now, as I mentioned, this is the third and final conjunction. The first was on the 444 portal on April 4th of this year. And all three beings were direct. And on June 30th, they all came conjunct again, and they were all retrograde. Now, once more, they are direct again. So there's been a journey here, something that really came to the surface on April 4th, and then again resurfaced on June 30th. And now there is this opportunity to bring solutions and closure and to witness what has been learned. You might see this on a personal level. And of course, we're seeing this collectively, we could say on a certain level, very much directly related to COVID and also directly related to our financial health and well-being as a collective and our utilization of technology and social structures and what is serving us collectively and what needs to radically shift. However, we also know that there are many different agendas out there And there are many different opinions. There's a lot of fear. There's so many layers. And so Jupiter and Palisathene and Pluto have been working together on 11-12, November 12th. They come to marry at 23 degrees Capricorn. In the sign of Capricorn, they're very much focused 
on socio-political structures, the collective, and how the collective shows up on a social level, on a political level. Palisathene is a warrior. She comes from the mind, the high mind, and she expresses through the arts, through political activism, through healing. And the three of them together are bringing to light that which is decayed that must be dissolved and rebirthed. Again, I invite you to look into this ear with your eagle eyes to witness what has come to the forefront for you personally in early April that you've faced once again in the end of June that is now coming back around to bring culmination. The frequency of this final conjunction is an opportunity to bring the divine masculine to its highest expression. Each one of us carries within the cords of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, regardless of gender. And I spoke about this very much in episode one, the mystical marriage within. And in this episode, we're revisiting this theme of the mystical marriage of hieroscamos of the divine feminine and the divine masculine coming together. So this third and final conjunction between Jupiter, Pallas Athene and Pluto is very important. It's a very significant time to get really right with the inner divine masculine. And that's even more emphasized as Mars has been retrograde in his home sign of Aries. And I went into depth about what that meant for each one of us in episode five. So we desperately need now on earth more than ever, we need to see the healthy masculine to rise and shine, to be honored, so that this courageous expression may be protective, responsible, and grounded. And in turn, that that responsibility falls on each one of our shoulders. Again, each one of us carry this inner masculine and this inner feminine frequency. And we also have these relations all around us in our lives. And so how do we learn to celebrate the healthy masculine and to give the healthy masculine space to expand and to be what it truly is meant to be? And as I mentioned, Mars goes direct on November 13th. The full effects of Mars retrograde will be wrapped up in the first couple of weeks of the new year of 2021. Mars will clear his shadow of being retrograde in late December and As he clears his shadow, he has one final square between Saturn and Jupiter and Pluto. And so there again is this third opportunity to bring closure to and to do this healing with our own inner divine masculine. 
Hopefully, if we've been doing our work, there is some place or space where we have become more independent, where we've become more clear in our boundaries, where we have been initiated into how we use our instinctual energy, our core vitality, our sacred life force. As Mars goes direct on November 13th, there are some beautiful things happening in that chart in the sense that Mars will be opposing Venus. Both are in their home signs. So Mars is in Aries and Venus is in one of her two home signs. The one that it is in is Libra because it opposes Aries. And also on that day, Mercury conjuncts the moon. They're both in Scorpio. And in addition, Juno and the sun are also in Scorpio. Juno, this asteroid goddess of divine partnership, sacred union, holy union. And I'll speak more about her and her significance because she's very much tied to the Scorpio new moon that is coming up. With Mercury, the moon, Juno and sun all in Scorpio and Mars goes direct Again, we're really being encouraged to avoid skimming the surface, to be willing to go into the dark, deep, hidden places, to do the shadow work, to do the heavy lifting of the psyche. And this is work that cannot be spiritually bypassed. This is work that is palpable, that is about finding the parts of ourselves that we have isolated, that we have outcast, and to bring them back into wholeness, to integrate them back with our core sense of self. And this true deep work is a journey. It doesn't take place overnight. And so I invite you to have patience with it and to have guides and mentors throughout the process. And if you're unclear of where to begin and you, you just have no idea, one of my beloved mentors that I can send you to that I know is available for all of us worldwide is Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes. She has a whole plethora of amazing books that are so well-written. She's a Jungian psychoanalyst, and she's a phenomenal mentor and teacher Teacher and Corandera, a healer, a true healer, a very humble elder. And I've had the privilege of sitting at her feet a number of times in person, and was supposed to circle with her in 2020 again. However, our time together got rescheduled for 2021. However, I urge you, if you've not yet read Women Who Run With The Wolves, it's a beautiful book for all on earth, regardless of gender. And I really do recommend reading that book. The audio version of it is abridged. And so I feel that reading it is quite beautiful. However, she has a number of other books that are available on her publishing platform, Sounds True, or you can go to Audible. And there are so many beautiful books that 
really do a lot of deep psyche healing work. And so that's a great place to start if you're really unclear of how to begin this deep shadow work. And so this brings us to the Scorpio new moon on Sunday, November 15th. This is a powerful new moon and in actuality, a very, very important new moon as this new moon opens up the eclipse portal that closes out 2020. The sun and moon meet up. They marry at 24 degrees Scorpio. And as I look to the frequency of this 24 Scorpio, it connects to this discovery that there is more. There's always more than we can imagine. And I think this is very fitting having just come out of that third and final Jupiter-Pluto conjunction because with Jupiter and Pluto coming together, meeting up, there is a realization that there is so much more than we know and that the world is so vast. And with that vastness, sometimes there is this need, this overwhelming need to deny that sacredness that lives within. We may try to avoid it. And this avoidance could be very uh, conscious. It could be subconscious. It can be very intricate. It can be very sophisticated. It can be very slinky. However, the truth is, is that that which is destiny is relentless. It moves forward no matter what. And it is time to fully embody our destiny, to fully step into our power, each one of us in our own individual lives and in our collective reality. And that is part of the reason why we're seeing such a split on the planet, why we are seeing so much division, so much polarity between the light and the dark. And I feel like it is very likely that polarity and division will only become more and more increased. And as a way to remedy that, it is so important to stay connected to that high heart, to the dream, and to your own personal work. And as we each one of us commits to our own personal work, we are really creating this remedy, this sacred force that ripples out into the collective. We could also say that the frequency of 24 Scorpio is after having heard some inspired, meaningful message, the crowds return home and they come home to incorporate peak experiences, to incorporate deep transformation. And so this new moon opens up this gateway for this lunar month ahead that takes us into December 13th. And on December 14th, we have a total solar eclipse in Sagittarius. 
So we're opening up this eclipse portal, which I will go much deeper into in episode 15. However, do know that we are coming to this time of wild card moments. And again, it's like the wheel of fortune is turning. Lady Fortuna is turning and the wheel can stop at any place at any time and everything can shift in a split second. So with that, it is your sacred duty to stay committed, to stay rooted, to stay grounded. And with this new moon, there are a lot of gifts coming from the Capricorn stellium of Jupiter, Pallas Athene, Saturn, and Pluto. And so the work we've been doing, the collective work, the personal work we've been doing for all of 2020, there is an opportunity for payoff. Again, you you are able to open your eyes and witness and receive more and more as you're rooted and grounded and anchored. Venus will still be in her home sign of Libra and Black Moon Lilith and Uranus will be conjunct in Taurus. So there's this opportunity for radical shift around the repressed and the suppressed feminine. Mercury will be almost clear of the shadow of retrograde. And with this beautiful water trine and this new moon chart on the Scorpio new moon, there is again the reckoning of the dream, the call to stay connected to the dream, to realign, to reorient to the dream, to reap the rewards of this year with Saturn being in Capricorn, to honor yourself. And as this Scorpio new moon is the foundation for eclipse season. This signature takes us into the great conjunction. The Scorpio new moon is conjunct Juno. So today, as I'm recording this episode, Juno is conjunct the sun. And then on the Scorpio new moon, Juno once more will be conjunct both sun and moon. And this message of sacred union of the mystical marriage within is deeply, deeply imprinted. It is that signature that again, takes us into eclipse season, takes us into this great conjunction of December 21st, 2020. Juno, the asteroid goddess Juno She is wife of Jupiter. She is Hera and Jupiter is Zeus. And as I look to one of my mentors, Demetra George, she has a great book out on the asteroid goddesses. She breaks down Hera's name, Hera, which is connected to the earth or lady in Greek. Hera wore a diadem, a crown, and a veil hung from the back of her head down her hair. She was quite often attended by a peacock connected to rainbows, held a pomegranate in her left hand. And we could say that this pomegranate in the left hand connected her to the goddess of the dead. However, I also think that when we think of the pomegranate, that connection goes back to Eve, to Lilith, and is ultimately about our connection to fertility. 
in Chinese stone medicine, garnet is the pomegranate stone, and it connects to a woman's fertility and the blood and to create healthy, joyful blood, blood of vitality within a woman. Interestingly enough, when we go into the ancient roots, the more indigenous roots of Hera, originally she reigned alone and she had no consort. However, in astrology, she is all about how we relate our relatedness, particularly in sacred union, in marriage, in deep connection, what we want. And in astrology, she is, her glyph is the scepter for royalty. Juno is all about partnership, sacred union, our loyalty to a partner, legal marriage, equality, where we merge ourself with another, our partner, where we self-sacrifice, where there is faithfulness, where there is loyalty and commitment, where there is deep intimacy, where there is also jealousy and control in relationships, power struggles, where there is trust, where there is soulmate and twin flame relationships. And her home signs are very much associated with marriage and consummation, bride and consort, respectively being Libra and Scorpio. Juno uses sacred sexuality to transcend personal identity through committed partnership. She is about the urge for yearning for full mystical union that is emotionally, sexually, and psychologically fulfilling. And as I think of Juno in Scorpio, I think so much of Mary Magdalene and the Magdalene frequency and the connection between Mary Magdalene and Yeshua and these archetypes of the divine feminine and the divine masculine and this mystical marriage within. And we could also take this a step further back into the connection between Isis and Osiris, Auset and Wasir. As the myth of Juno goes on, it is debated whether she was coerced into marriage with Jupiter or if she did so voluntarily. We could say in many ways she did this to experience the sanctity of marriage. And it is said through the myth that Jupiter accepted her power and her sovereignty. However, then he imprisoned Juno in monogamy. He forbade her religious practices. He helped to destroy her goddess cults. He flaunted his infidelities and he created his children without her. And as we look at this narrative, this is the narrative that has been playing out for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years within humanity. 
still to this day in many sacred unions, in many marriages, where there is this gender connection of masculine and feminine. And it even occurs in same-sex partnerships where there is power over and there is this imprisonment and there is this defiling and flaunting and infidelity. And this is the exact root of the narrative of the patriarchy that we are currently dissolving with this immense, immense astrology. And so I want to emphasize the power, the significance of Juno and her journey through Scorpio currently and how today on Venus Day, she meets up with the sun and how she continues to have this signature throughout the month ahead that is very significant about this call to each one of us with our inner divine masculine and our inner divine feminine and to really rise up rooted to integrate those shadow hidden parts of self and that we first must create and radiate this hieros gamos from deep within and yes some of us have a call a destiny for a counterpart, a divine consort, we could say a twin flame union. And some of us will continue to rely upon this mystical marriage from within, regardless of where you fall on that spectrum. Each one of us is responsible for really creating this integrated, adult, spiritually mature frequency of the feminine and the masculine from within. And so as we look deeper into Juno, she also reflects our fears and relationships where we may have abandonment issues, betrayal, a fear of sexuality, of being too much or revealing too much of giving away our power, where subtle manipulation has been utilized, where children and power struggles have been utilized through divorce and separation and what happens when children are taken away, where there's been financial suppression in relationships and where there has been sacrifice, sacrifice of dreams sacrifice of hopes, sacrifice of value systems. In Scorpio, Juno desires more than anything. She desires this deep emotional craving, this intimate bonding, this sexual intensity, this unification of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And again, that which we desire we must cultivate first from deep within. The divine feminine in her highest and holiest is a very yin frequency. It is lunar and receptive. It is creative and in tune with her emotions, intuitive, passionate, in flux at all times like changing woman, a myriad of faces, 
multifaceted, cooperative, and deeply sensual. The divine masculine in his highest and holiest is very young, solar, confident, courageous, grounded, giving with solid, impeccable boundaries, leading, responsible, and protective. Juno conjunct the sun. Juno conjunct the great cosmic sun of all suns is Hieros Gamos reflected. Juno, her occult teachings are of sacred sexuality, of the tantric energy, of bliss, of magic, of alchemical union that creates deep rejuvenation, that connects the black serpent energy, the lunar energy connected to the blood, the moon drops, and the gold solar serpent frequency that connects to the white drops, the seeds of creation. And these black and gold frequencies merge together in this alchemical union. And as each one of us goes deeper and deeper within to create this true mystical union, this is the work. And on this journey in the work, we come to the topic of time. So many fear time. They fear that they have not arrived at the right time, that they have failed with time, that they are too far behind. And in this culture of social media and constant comparison, it is very easy to feel like you are not on time. I myself have experienced this lately. I had an online course that I really wanted to launch on Samhain, and then I pushed it back to winter solstice and against my own inner desire, I followed the sage advice of three different mentors who are all elders and who have done things more than I have when it comes to this kind of work. And they all said, you should wait. And so I've decided to launch my first online course with the spring equinox. However, it's been very fascinating because the exact teachings that I want to offer for this first course, I'm seeing other people put out now. And one of them is a person who has studied with me for a number of years. And I felt like so frustrated because I was like, I'm not on time. And then I'm going to put out my course and people might think that I've copied these other people's ideas when I've been preparing this material and I've been teaching on this material for a number of years. And so I share my personal story with this because we learn so much through story. And I also share this to be fully transparent that 
the topics that I touch on are topics that I too am coming into just like you. We are all in this together. And I think it's very important that we understand that we all suffer with this feeling that we are not enough, that we have not done enough. So I would like to invite you to take another conscious step forward in deprogramming the matrix, deprogramming the matrix within and to switch any beliefs that you are not enough or that you have wasted time or that you are not on time. And I would like for you to switch the belief immediately to know that you are right on time. We are dissolving age-old patriarchy. We have we are dissolving this false belief that we must create, 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 go, 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 do, do, do. This is not physically possible. It is also against our own inner feminine. Each one of us has this very yen frequency where we must learn to trust the process. And this portal of Samhain, this portal of solar Samhain that we're entering today, that we go through into the new moon, the Scorpio new moon, lunar Samhain, this remembrance of the mystical marriage within of the divine feminine and the divine masculine of the archetype of Juno. Remember her. Remember her in her ancient self. Remember her before she met Jupiter, before different cultures and civilizations came in and forced her people to marry their people and to accept their gods. And in that taking on of new gods, they allowed those goddess cults to die. The cult of the feminine where she does not need any consort. This is the true essence of the feminine, that deeply yen energy. And each one of us carries it. And so I'm drawing this connection for you to understand that in killing off those goddess cults, we as humanity killed off that connection to our yin self, to our feminine self. And she is coming back online, just like he, our inner divine masculine warrior is coming back online. They're both awakening from this deep, deep slumber. And they're awakening with the support, the full support and the full blessings of our ancestors. And so here we are again, Jupiter conjunct Pluto conjunct Pallas Athene in Capricorn dissolving, Saturn in Capricorn dissolving, time bending, time hopping, time. What if you considered your life and you knew that you had already lived every moment in this sacred holy life and you had already even died and you had already witnessed everything from that higher vantage point, that holy space? What if you knew 
everything. How would you show up differently in this moment, in this now? What is clearing from our systems is fear and shame and guilt if you break away from the matrix. Fear not. There is so much more available. We are clearing the chessboard of the elite. We are clearing the ways we become pawns to the patriarchal, colonial, capitalist cultures. We are clearing from our systems where there have been lack of transparency in all of our communities. We are clearing from our systems divide, the social divide, the political divide, the economic divide, the physical divide, the emotional divide, the mental divide, the spiritual divide, the cultural divide. We are clearing from our systems the propaganda that is scaring people, the deep systemic oppression of white supremacy. We are clearing from our systems spiritual bypassing. We are clearing from our systems cult dynamics. We are clearing from our systems the lack of safe, open, ongoing conversation the lack of sacred councils, the lack of sacred ritual. What is needed in these times is ancestral healing, deprogramming, discernment, accountability, sacred self-defense. Standing shoulder to shoulder in safe communal spaces with heart-based conversation, with kindness, compassion, What is needed in these times is giving the grace for those to figure it out for themselves. What is needed in these times is to know that truth prevails. The last eight weeks of 2020 are deep, holy, and cathartic. We are culminating not only a year, but truly an entire paradigm. To live in these times is painful, uncomfortable, overwhelming, yet in truth, it is unbelievably sacred. As we are nearing the great conjunction, when Jupiter and Saturn merge at one degree Aquarius on December 21st, 2020, we are coming to our entry into an innovative, unorthodox cultural renaissance. The forces of adversity would like nothing but to distract you with their grand masquerade ball, their circus act of great division of hatred, of lack, of fear, of denial, and of apathy. The challenge, if you are willing to stay committed, is to live in right action, to raise and rise above the frequency, to stay focused upon your greatest aspirations, and to trust that you are right on time. As you do so, you deprogram the matrix within. 
I leave you with these words by Johannes Kepler. Truth is the daughter of time, and I feel no shame in being her midwife. Please take a moment to create a space where you can go into meditation. So if you're operating any heavy machinery or not able to be present, pause here. There are timestamps in the show notes, which you can always find on my website, starsstonesandstories.com. And then you just click on each episode and you'll see notes and you click on the notes and that will give you all of the timestamps. So come back to this when you're able to be present. And as you're preparing your space, make sure that you're comfortable, your biological needs have been cared for, your device is off or on silent, and you're warm enough, you're able to come seated or lie down on your back. And just take some nice, long, deep breaths. Close the eyes and begin to allow a nice warm wave of relaxation to roll through your body, beginning at the soles of the feet, entering in through the soles of the feet and circling up through the ankles, moving up through the legs and the knees and the thighs and the buttocks and the pelvic bowl up through all of your digestive organs and the layers of your spine, your lungs and your heart, all the way up to the shoulders, rolling, cascading down through the arms, down the elbows, down into the wrists and the fingertips. And this warm wave of relaxation continues back up the arms, back through the shoulders, up into the neck, the back of the head and the throat and the jaw, deep into the root of your tongue, into the root of your nose, deep into the optic nerves and the space between the eyebrows. Every bone in your face and your body relaxes and every hair on your head and your body relaxes. The bones of who you are merge with the bones, the stones of Mother Earth, and the hairs of who you are. Just allow your nervous system to fully, fully let go here and now. And immediately, you feel this beautiful spiral from the base of the spine the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet anchoring you deep down into Mother Earth, connecting you to great-grandmother Hematite, this beautiful lineage stone that connects us to the seven generations that have come before, and you feel connected deep into the Earth, and you feel this presence on your left-hand side, your feminine lineage, going all the way back to the ancient, wise, indigenous, first woman of your lineage. And you feel this presence on your right-hand side, 
going all the way back to this ancient, powerful, first indigenous man on your masculine side. And from there, from that point to here and now, you feel the guideship of your ancestors, the support, the solutions, the beauty of that which you stand upon in this lifetime. You feel their support, their radiance, their acceptance, their love, and how proud they are of you for being here on earth in these times, in these very significant times on earth. And so you feel the backing of your ancestors. You feel yourself connected into Mother Earth. And your body is so deeply relaxed. And you continue to just allow the breath to come and go. And anytime the mind begins to wander, you bring it back to the sound of my voice, knowing that any thing that must be tended to will get taken care of later and you trust in this here and now moment and you allow yourself to sink even deeper energetically into this presence into this field of space and as you sink even deeper you feel this beautiful expansion this warm wave radiate through your body and you begin to notice this beautiful cosmic sun the great cosmic sun of all suns the great central sun is radiating over the crown of your head and from this space this golden nectar this golden honey begins to drip from the great cosmic sun dripping down cascading from the crown of your head and it begins to ripple through every cell of your being creating the imprint of the seed of life the flower of life the sacred geometry of life that fills every cell of your body knowing that your cells are regenerating rejuvenating at all times and you're washing this wave of potential, power, high frequency light codes through your body, moving them with such ease and ability just by being here now. And as you feel so warm and relaxed in this moment, you begin to notice this great cosmic sun. You begin to notice these strong pillars of light coming out from the great cosmic sun. And they go in four directions around your body. One to the east, one to the south, one to the west, and one to the north. And they create this perfect square of energy that becomes a rectangle that extends out in either direction around your body so you have this base of golden white light that also 
is joined with this most beautiful violet ray of light. And this light begins to radiate up to come to a point about 12 feet above your head if you were to be standing, however you are lying down now. And this point comes to about 12 feet above where your head would be if you were standing, forming this most gorgeous, luminous, violet, white, golden, warm pyramid of light fully encasing your body and with this frequency you make the conscious decision to be in your royal radiance you make this conscious decision to ask anything that is not vibrating at the caliber at the speed of light that you are to leave your sphere and in this you realize that this also will reverberate out into relationships and situations that are no longer serving you and so you must make the conscious decision if this feels appropriate to you here and now and so if it does you affirm and you allow this to be so here and now that you are fully protected that you are in your complete divine sovereignty and only that which you have made conscious agreements or unconscious agreements to be in your field is allowed in your field and so you find yourself in your regalness here in this moment and you find this activation beginning to tingle at the base of your spine and you draw your awareness down here and you feel this beautiful black serpent energy activating on the left near your sacrum and on your right near your sacrum you feel this golden serpent and the stirring begins to happen and then this activation awakens the serpentine energy that begins to flood up your spine moving through each energy vortex in your body each chakra along the spinal column this serpentine energy floods your body fully activating your inner divine feminine and your inner divine masculine frequencies your strength your yin your yang your lunar your solar and you feel this flooding your system in the highest and holiest of ways you feel your ancestors dancing around you in full support and you feel the other beings that are part of your sacred council in full support holding space for you here and now and you allow
And as you allow, you bring your attention back to your physical body, back to the soles of the feet, and you feel this wonderful wave of rejuvenation moving up from the soles of the feet around the legs, spiraling around the legs, spiraling all the way up into the pelvic bowl, all the way up through the spine and the front of your body, through your heart and your lungs, down your arms and back up again, through the throat and the head, all the way to the crown of who you are. And you begin to bring your awareness back into your physical body even more, wiggling through the fingers and the toes, circling through the wrists and the ankles, rubbing together the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet, and then taking the legs back out long and placing the hands on the eyes and cupping the eyes, breathing in nice and long, deep breaths here. Honoring all that you have seen through the third eye vision, honoring this beautiful journey. Hugging the knees into the chest, rocking from side to side. And coming back up to sit and taking a moment to be in this energy, to feel and witness And if you feel called, finding a pen and a piece of paper to write down what you have experienced, to reflect, to remember, and to honor. And so it is. Blessed be. I'd like to share this prayer with you to close our circle. Prayer for stability. I stand today and for all times as a wise and loving adult in this world. I trust myself and I trust in the goodness in all hearts. I hold love and stability in this world and fashion my life accordingly. I honor and respect those who may be fearful and recognize that many are still young. I will live with my eyes, ears, and heart open. I will build the life I came to build. And so it is. Thank you for sharing sacred space. 
My prayer is that we awaken to the reality that we are a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.